Caitlin Clark is Caitlin Clark, plus Rory Harmon is an almost incalculable loss. We'll be talking Iowa. We'll be talking Texas and some Michigan State, too, because they're for real. Lockdown Women's Basketball starts now. Ogumba Wallet for the win. You are Locked On Women's Basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Locked On Women's Basketball. I'm your host, Howard Meddahl. I want to thank you for making us your first listen every day. Remarkable how many of you keep turning out. We keep setting audience records. You show up for us the way we show up for you six days a week. Of course, it is not just me. It is the incredible team over at The Next. Make sure you are subscribing at thenexthoops.com. It's $9 a month, $72 a year. You get over 100 reported pieces direct to your inbox. Every time there's a new episode of Lockdown Women's Basketball, boom, right to your inbox. Make sure you check it out, thenexthoops.com today. And honestly, I am torn, right? Caitlin Clark gets so much attention. You hear from folks, they say, you know, oh, why are we talking about all the other great players in the game? Of course, we do that every day, all the time. But attention must be paid to what Caitlin Clark is doing and the extent to which Caitlin Clark continues to astonish. And we're, So I'm going to let Lisa Bluter and Caitlin herself take you through what happened. I'm sure you've seen it. If you haven't, oh my God, watch it. Watch it again and again the way I have, the way so many people have. Caitlin Clark from the logo gets to 40 points, a game winner. <sighs> Maura Joyner did everything she was supposed to do, stayed with her, came around the screen. It was a great attempt from Iowa. I just want to highlight a couple of things that you didn't hear Caitlin talk about. Number one, she talked about the fact that she, they practice this play every day in practice. The 35-footer to win the game, Caitlin Clark shooting it, they practice it. This was not some crazy shot. This is well within the repertoire of what Caitlin Clark does. So that's number one. Number two is the fact that Caitlin Clark's defender did everything she was supposed to do, and yet, and you'll hear her say it, I knew it was going in. Caitlin Clark knew it was going in. You cannot teach that, that combination of skill and confidence. It is off the charts. So take a look, take a listen to what Lisa has to say. Segment one, dedicated to the Iowa Hawkeyes who beat a very legitimate Michigan State team. Well, that was a track meet, um, to say the least. Um, you know, this is about as even in numbers as you're looking at um, on the stat sheet. Um, quite amazing, really. Um, we found a way to win. You know, and uh, that's what good teams do is they find a way to win, and we did. You know, Caitlin has ice in her veins. I mean, everybody knows it. And uh, her, you know, she, she made 
eight threes, and we talked about our three-point defense had to be really, really good against Michigan State. And our goal was to hold them to eight or under, and we held them to seven. So I think that was a very important part for us. Um, that second quarter was probably one of the worst quarters I've seen of Iowa basketball. Um, we shot two for 10 from two-point range. Uh, it's just very uncharacteristic. Um, we're low on assists again tonight. So kind of frustrated that we kind of quit running our offense in the second quarter, and that just allowed them to get back into the game. Take us through that last play. It felt like it was kind of a broken play for a bit, a little bit of fran mm -hmm. frantic movement, and then, I mean, obviously your shot. Yeah, I think we were just definitely wanted to wait and take the last shot as soon as the clock ran out. Um, but those are situations we kind of work on at the end of practice every single day. And um, we ran a play to inbound the ball, got it cleanly. And Molly did set a clean pick on my girl, but Hannah's defender was up guarding her pretty well. So um, I think it kind of almost worked out in my favor because my girl kind of almost went for a steal a little bit. And then I was able to get to my step back to my left, which is the shot I kind of want to get to a lot. So um, and honestly, when it left my hand, I knew it was going in. So <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad I could make that. And you know, at the end of the day, maybe we didn't play our best today, but you know, a win's a win. The Big Ten's really tough. Um, a lot of things we can get better at, like Coach Bluter said, you know, didn't shoot the ball very well. We didn't pass the ball very well. Um, you know, I can take better care of the ball, but um, yeah, a win's a win, so we're happy about that. Yep. How much of the shooting woes came from their defense? They were really quick and really aggressive. Oh, I agree with you, Susan. I think they were very physical. Um, officials really let it go tonight, um, I thought. Um, I think they were very physical. They were quick. Um, yeah, I think their defense was really good in the quarter court. Much better than I thought it was on film. Their defensive side, what would you like to see more of from your offense tonight? Uh, ball movement. I mean, I thought we were very stagnant. Um, we didn't pass the ball well, didn't really reverse the ball. Uh, we didn't get the ball into, into the paint and back, back out. So I just to me, it was all ball movement we didn't do a very good job of. Molly, what was going through your mind when you were at the free throw line with those uh, three free throw attempts? Uh, just taking it one free throw at a time. Um, I looked over to Coach Jay, and she gave me some, some good words. And, um, but like I said, I was uh, just taking it one free throw at a time and missed it on the first one on purpose. So Caitlin can <laughs> That's love, Molly, honestly. It's really nice. That was a heck of a ball fake she made mm. to draw that foul. Oh. Yeah, yeah, but she had an unbelievable ball fake. Go yeah. ahead. Yeah, she bit on the ball fake, and that was, yeah, she just kind of ran into me, tried to get it off. Talk about your play in the second half. It was kind of a stretch there where uh, no one was really making a shot, and I think you had back-to-back -back baskets mm -hmm. for the team. Just talk about kind of what you were able to do for their first stretch. Yeah, um, Coach Wooder had talked about us kind of trying to get to the rim a little bit, uh, north-south drives, and so I came in into that quarter. Um, that's what I was trying to do, and I think I had a, a back-down turnaround <laughs> jumper, which I don't think <laughs> I've ever um, been able to do before. But, um, yeah, no, I mean, that was my, my main focus. Molly, you were pretty close to Caitlin's shot. Did you know it was going in? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Molly, I think you had seven rebounds tonight. Uh, just uh, what was that a product of? Um, I, I think my girl was crashing, um, so I was kind of under the the um, hoop a lot. Um, so I think that had a lot to do with it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think I was in good position to get to get rebounds tonight. Caitlin, you mentioned that you go through the Big Ten slog. <laughs> there's going to be games like this. Um, Obviously, it's easy you, you win, and it's easier to learn from wins. But just what does being able to pull it out change the perception of what you guys went through tonight from you know, just a tough night to, well, from a tough night to 
what it was. Yeah, I think I think our team has a really good grasp on we know how tough the Big Ten is. At this point last year, we went to Illinois, our first game in the new year, and it felt like we played a lot like this. They shot the ball. The other team played really well, played aggressive defense. We didn't shoot the ball well, and we ended up losing. Um, but, you know, our crowd, it really helps us. This is a tough place to play, and when you have people screaming like that for you, um, you never want to let them down. And we want to defend our home court, and this is a single play. Like, these are games you have to win, um, especially on your home court. So I think that was really important. And, um, yeah, I think it, it's a great example of you better be ready to play for every single person in the Big Ten. Um, but I think Michigan State's really good. I mean, they've given a lot of people really good games. They crushed DePaul. They played Nebraska well. They played Creighton well. Um, so they've beat good teams, and um, they definitely came here and, and showed what they're about. So um, you got to give credit to them too. What you know after you make a shot like that? I mm -hmm. mean, who? I mean, do you kind of black out, or what? What? what, what, what who are you looking for? I mean, what? Uh... I almost started laughing, kind of honestly, um, and then I just kind of ran to the other end of the floor, and um, my teammates were there and celebrating with them, and. I think everybody was like, oh, thank God. Like, this game's kind of over with. We don't have to go to overtime. And, um, you know, it was ugly, but it was a win. And that's really all that matters at the end of the day. And, um, you know, we have, a, we have a road trip to prep for tomorrow that we come back and practice and learn from this and, you know, get ready for the, the next Big Ten game. And that's what's so great about the Big Ten. Every single night you play, you got to be ready to go. Um, and I think this is another learning example for our team is, like, people are going to want to beat us. They're going to play better when they play the Iowa Hawkeyes. And, um, you know, I thought we could have done a little better job on offense and defense overall. Lisa, how much easier is it to go back and, you know, watch the film and go to the team and say, here's what we need to do better, even though we won we won the game, rather than, you know, we lost this game, here's what we need to do better. Oh, so much easier. <laughs> so much easier, yeah, definitely. You guys were down eight to nothing, right, to start the game, and then the crowd just sort of went bonkers. Did that really affect you? Did it, did that give you a lift? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I think when Mal, or when Gabby made that three and we called timeout, the place was really, really loud, and um, you know they were getting after it on defense. They were super loud on defense with us, and um, you know we're really thankful for our crowd. They're they're incredible to show up at eight p.m. on a Tuesday and. Um, to be as loud as they are and as invested as they are, it's it's pretty incredible. It's special, and the amount of young kids that are probably staying up past their bedtime to be here is cool too. But yeah, we can hear them, and um, we didn't start the game very well, but we responded every single time throughout the game. And I think that's what I'm proud of: is this group never really hung our heads. We just kind of got back after it. Caitlin, can you describe that emphatic block in the paint in those in the waiting seconds there? What was that like? Yeah, well, we needed a defensive stop, obviously. <laughs> and um, I, the girl, I don't think saw me at all, and she had just missed a layup and kind of grabbed her own miss and went, was about to go up for it, and she she didn't see me at all. And I kind of just, my girl was behind, and she had no chance of passing it to her, so I kind of just ran in there and volleyball spiked it. I never played volleyball, but it's probably about as best of block I could give you. So, um, and then Kate curled the rebound, and then we I think we called timeout and advanced it from there. So. Um, yeah, just come up with a big stop, honestly. Lisa, what are your overall thoughts on, on how the defense played tonight? Michigan State's been able to score a lot of points in, in several games this season. Yeah, I'm happy with our three-point defense. Uh, again, they're averaging 11 threes. I think that's really important that we held them down in their threes. Um, you know, I, I think we gave up too many paint points, though. Uh, but you're going to give up a few more when you're concentrating on stopping threes, so that's going to happen. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not sure. I, I don't feel like it was a, a – I, again, I'm, I'm happy with the three-point defense. Thank you. Thank you.
Locked on Women's Basketball is brought to you by FanDuel. And do I love this offer that they're providing right now? So new customers right now get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. So again, $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. So coming up this weekend, you've got the Giants and the Eagles. What is winning? What is losing? Right? The Giants need to lose and have three other things happen to get the second overall pick in the 2024 NFL draft. If they win the game, haven't they really lost? The Eagles can lose, but if they win, they still require help in the form of the Dallas Cowboys losing. Otherwise, the Eagles can win, but in fact, have won nothing and still have a road playoff game when the playoffs begin. It's winning, but is it really winning? Doesn't matter, right? Doesn't matter over at FanDuel because you're getting those 150 bucks, win or lose, and you can use them for live same-day parlays. You can find bets in the new Explore tab. Make a parlay in the Parlay Hub. It's the best way to find it. So go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and make your first bet today. Again, that's FanDuel.com slash L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. So segment two, and we're here to talk about the Texas Longhorns. And I'll put it simply, I wrote about this over at The Nine. You can read what I wrote today at the9sports.com, T-H-E-I-X sports.com, or go ahead and subscribe. But the loss of Rory Harmon changes everything for Texas. I asked a D1 coach who has seen him in person this year, are they still a title contending team without Rory Harmon? The answer from the coach was unequivocal. It was no. And I don't know that I agree with that for a few reasons. Number one is I think you bet against Vic Schaefer's ability to innovate at your peril. There is a remarkable amount of talent still on that team. Madison Booker, a six foot one big point guard taking over. I'm so curious to see what Vic does to figure out how to make a freshman six foot one wing into a point guard. But early on, some real impressive stuff in that game against Baylor, which truly could have gone either way. Baylor, you want to talk about a national championship contender. They clearly are. We're going to have the great Sarah Andrews on the program tomorrow. Cannot wait for that. But the bottom line is that you lose in Rory Harmon, somebody who was doing things we had not seen. Her assist percentage of 40.6, her turnover percentage of 8. Point six. We just don't see point guards with an assist percentage north of 40 and a turnover percentage in the single digits. Just doesn't happen. Elena Deladon esque on the turnovers and yet primary point guard. Her offense was improved dramatically. She had gone from the 30s to the 50s in field goal percentage. It's just a, a loss for basketball. And, and so pay attention not just to how Vic Schaefer talks about the needs and how they change, but also how Vic Schaefer is so emotional about it. You know, Vic Schaefer has done everything in this game except win a national championship. And he's so close. He is an Arike Agumawale shot make away from a championship. I mean, it, it is just, he's 
this close. And you could tell at Texas where the expectations are national title or bust. This felt like a real great opportunity this year. Rory will come back. We all hope for the best. We all hope that Rory is healthy and back to her old self. But this team is built to win now in some fundamental ways. And so they're going to have some things they're going to have to figure out. So listen to what Vic had to say about it. It's really interesting to me. I'll be back with you shortly. Highlight one last comment from Vic. I'm Howard McDowell, and you're listening to Locked on Women's Basketball. A um, couple things. One, just when you look at this game against Baylor, I'm wondering how much you think the challenges from the turnovers are a direct result of Rory being out and how much of it you think was exacerbated by just, you know, the way Baylor's playing you. Uh, I certainly think that that they played us extremely aggressive. I mean, there were numerous – uh, illegal screens that weren't called, um, that, you know, it's hard enough to guard them without letting somebody clip you from behind, um, double digit times in a game. So they, they played us extremely tough. They, uh, you know, guarded us hard. Obviously we miss Rory. There's no question about it. Um, and we're going to have to, you know, we'll have to, we've got to play better like defensively. We were just, you know, we're, we're, we're a, you know, we're different right now. And like I said, it, it was, it, you know, really complicated by, by things that were allowed to go on during the course of the game. So we've got to, we've got to be better. I've got to coach better and teach better. Um, but the, the turnovers, I think, again, when the ball's not in the best point guard in the country's hands, things are going to happen. It, it makes sense. And I guess the other, the flip side of this is, Having Madison as your primary point guard, obviously you have size there. I'm wondering if there are things you're able to do, wrinkles you're able to introduce and related to it. How long does it take to do that, especially in season? Yeah, I mean, it's she really is a different look. And, um, you know, it's she can really create some problems, I think, for people. And uh, we're going to, you know, we're going to try to do some things with her and um, throughout the course of the year we'll have to be different Howard and you followed me long enough I've not had a point guard like her you know a, a big bodied uh Rory had turned into a scoring point guard this year but typically Morgan Jazz uh those kids were all table setters now if you didn't guard them and pay attention to them they'd be racking it and laying it in on you and if you didn't guard them at the line, they were good enough out there to make shots. But I think Madison's a different, a little bit different. They're gonna, you're gonna have to really pay attention to her. And obviously, the other night she was really special with 25, got to the line 10 times, shot 50% from the floor, and ran our team. So that's a full day's job for anybody. But when you're asking a freshman to do it, it's really difficult. I was really proud of her, you know. She had a bit of a rough start, but man, did she respond. And I, I was really, I couldn't be more proud of her effort. Um, I just got to get it out of them. That's the bottom line. It's it's my job, but it's really difficult when you take somebody like, you know, Rory off your team. You know, it just, so many things. That's why I've been telling the country she's the best guard baseline to baseline in the world because of what she did on both ends of the floor and the impact she made in the game. And there's just nobody else in the country like her. So 
We got to find a way to do it. Locked on Women's Basketball is brought to you by Game Time. Now, look, Game Time is one of several apps, obviously, where you can get tickets. But there are a number of things that separate them out. So I am a member of the media. I'm not used to buying tickets when we go to basketball games. But I'm bringing my younger daughter down to Maryland versus Iowa. She wants to see Caitlin Clark in person, as you can imagine. She wants to see Cheyenne Sellers in person. We've talked about it. She's all in on coming down there. Okay, so what's the view going to be like? She's nine years old. What's How is she going to see the court? Well, the thing that Game Time has that I love is not only that they tell you where your tickets are, obviously, but you can have this 360 view to be able to get a close look at what your view is going to be like. So how do you do it yourself? It's easy. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On for your $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, that code, for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. So I just want to leave you with Vic Schaefer, mad scientist. Hear the way he talks about it, right? The way in which he had a defense built like all Vic Schaefer defenses are built, with that pressure right up at the top, with a point guard who is incredible at getting deflections, getting steals. Now it's got to be done a different way. Now he's got to figure it out, maybe without a rim protector too, at least for the near term, and without Rory Harmon, for the rest of the season. So here's Vic on exactly how he plans to do that. Take a listen. I'm Howard Meddell, and this is Locked on Women's Basketball. Vic, just, you know, obviously leaving aside getting an extra year for Blair to take more charges. I'm wondering, what are you seeing in terms of where, having done this research, you can make this up? You know, Roy's doing some things that you're, you're not going to be able to get from Madison, but like, is it, is it more turnovers? Is it crashing the boards more? You know, what is your research telling you needs to happen? Yeah. Again, I think you, you can't keep trying to do something maybe that you're not capable of doing as a team. There's gotta be a different way to, to get the results you want. If that makes sense, maybe it's your field goal percentage defense gets better. You know, you hold people to, to a better field goal percentage defense and, and then you, you, reduce those offensive boards and second chance points that you're giving people. Um, you know, so if you're not creating turnovers, you know, this team has been uh, pretty good shooting the ball, you know? And so, um, you know, if we can consistently score the ball like we are at the percentage we're shooting it at, then I think it becomes a, a field goal percentage defense goal. Hmm. Might not get the the 20 plus turnovers a year that we've had forever, but we're still going to win because we will contest and rebound and, and then still be good offensively. So uh, I think that's, that's where we're at. Thanks, Vic. Yeah. Well, that's all for today. Make sure you tune in tomorrow. We will have the great Sarah Andrews joining us. And just a reminder that Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. It includes, of course, Locked On Women's Basketball. 
Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts, plus our national shows covering every league. So go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe. It's the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Until next time, I am Howard Magdal, wishing all of you a wonderful Wednesday. Welcome to the win! You are Locked On Women's Basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball.